This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, we're going to tell you a backstage update on WWE's women's tag team title plans. A champion turned heel. On last night's NXT 2.0, we have a shocking stat about Ty Conti in AEW. And we have Io Shirai responding to rumours of her WWE departure. I'm Andy Murray, my chair is very squeaky, and this is... Uh, Michael Hamflet. Yeah, I almost said this is the news, but you are not the news. No noise. No, very <laughs> Well, I'm going to swap these tomorrow, and you're going to squeak like a pig. <laughs> a guinea pig. You're literally a guinea pig, you rodent. Okay, let's kick things off by giving the latest update. That was really harsh. He's thinking rats. Let's do some news. I'm sorry, pal. Uh, Let's kick things off by giving the latest update on WWE's plans, or lack thereof, Mm. for the Women's Tag Team Championships. This is a new report. Comes from Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful. Uh, published on Fightful Select. No, no crap, just sap. I almost said no sap, just crap, (laughs) which would be the total opposite. The opposite of the message. Yeah. Sorry, Sean. What an idiot. What an idiot I am. Not Sean. Uh, right, this this is quite interesting because obviously the belts were vacated shortly after Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out of WWE Raw. It was announced that week. Was it that week's episode of SmackDown where they suspended them? Yeah. Stripped them of the belts, all of that malarkey. Tournament incoming. They, yep, they said at the time, tournament, we're going to do a tournament, <laughs> guys. You like tournaments, belts are vacant, we're going to do a tournament. And there's no tournament. No. Right. Uh, after all of this, there's been no word internally of this tournament actually happening. And since then, of course, we've had things like uh, Natalia entering singles programs, uh, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, they split up as well. So th- there's been a bit of a thinning of the ranks uh, tag team-wise in the division. Talent that Fightful has spoken to have said that there's been no word if and when this tournament is actually going to happen. Uh, and going further than that, they've heard no discussion on the belts whatsoever since they were vacated. That was basically two months ago at this stage, and it seems like crowning new champions is not a priority. What we're going to do is I'm just going to go into this second story here because I think they tie together quite Mm. nicely and into our grander point. So 
Women's Tag Team Wrestling took an interesting turn on NXT last night. It was a literal turn. Uh, Cora Jade turned on Roxanne Perez. This has been in the works for a while now. But they pulled the trigger when Roxanne was wrestling Mandy Rose for the Women's Championship. The Singles Women's Championship, of course. She earned that shot through winning the breakout tournament. Mm -hmm. Uh, She had it in the bank for a while. Decided to, to, to... Take it last night, basically, and uh, yeah, Cora Jade uh, turned on her. Uh, It was going on during the match itself. Uh, It looked like at one point, uh, Perez almost called her Jade. uh, Cora Perez, (laughs) Roxanne Jade, uh, was coming to within a hair of victory. But Mandy eventually got the knee strike, retained the belt thanks to interference from Cora. Afterwards... um, Unfortunately, the skateboard kind of broke before she hit her, sure which sucks for the wrestlers. Yeah. Um, but was quite quite funny. Yeah, a bit it, funny. It was, yeah, it was quite funny. funny. Not at the wrestlers' expense. It sucks for them. It's exploded um, bar by deathmatch funny, isn't it? Sometimes yes, it's, it's, exactly. Exactly. Like, exactly. Um, it's not a botch from the wrestlers. It's yeah. a mechanical failure, and therefore, it's I think fair game. Yeah. Um, there's obviously a difference between that and being one of those bellends who just sits online and goes, "Hey, look at this botch, lol." Um, Legend. I am taking him down. <laughs> Chris Jericho's comments on those people was really good. Uh, but we've been we've been all <laughs> over the place here. Uh, yeah, Cora beat her up. She intended to hit her with the skateboard. She stood stood tall to close the show. So this comes just shortly after they won the women's tag team championships in the Great seven American Clash. Yeah, yeah, literally seven days ago. So they won those belts. Now the champions have split up. Yeah. Uh, my question to you, Michael Hamlet, is: Have WWE just killed women's tag team wrestling dead? Because it's never been a particularly strong. Per- priority for them on the main roster mm. the division has almost exclusively been people who weren't in a tag team before thrown together hold the belts and then split up afterwards and have a singles match um the very little in the way of lasting unions it's kind of been the case in nxt 2.0 with a couple of exceptions toxic attraction uh, being one of them but what do you reckon uh, do they care are, are, are they just done what's going on man it's not looking great is it no. um, but i got some good news for you they haven't killed tag team wrestling dead especially not on the main roster uh, because they did that at WrestleMania 35 oh, okay, in okay. 2019. It, uh, it's been dead for four years. Um, it's uh, Bailey and Sasha willed those belts into existence because A, they wanted something to do with purpose on a roster that wasn't really looking after them, and B, Evolution had at least painted a picture of a full complement of wrestlers, enough on the roster, a sense of parity, which I think still exists. There, yeah. is, if, there is if nothing else parity between the men and the women in WWE. Uh, what was uh, the recent start about Raw? Something like 10 weeks in a row were yeah, headlined by women's like, matches? We're, so. we're, we're definitely into an era of parity, but yeah. not in terms of quality booking, just in terms sure. of quantity. You know, the women are as present as the men, but the booking has never really improved to go along with that outside of one or two matches, a couple of main events here and there. Um, so the tag belts had a purpose when they were like birthed by Bailey and Sasha. They forced them into existence, they won them. And then WWE internally got bored, slash, thought it would be funny to put them on a joke act in the Iconics. There's nothing against the Iconics. I'm not, you know, like sort of jumping into Wilborn's chair and then burying his favourites. I'm just suggesting that WWE seeing them as a comedic act immediately reduced the stakes yeah, of the belts. Yeah, they were a comedic undercard act and there's a lot of value in that, yeah, but it, maybe yeah. not as champions, mm-hmm. especially uh, given the circumstances. When they were so new, especially. Yeah. Um, the NXT 2.01, obviously, it's just happened last night, so we don't know yet how the belts will recover from that. Uh, it's 
it, I don't know. That angle has been playing out for weeks. Yeah. So if anything, it was. I think their belts going on the last week was supposed to throw people off at the last. That maybe Cora Jade wasn't going to turn for a little while yeah. longer. They've put the work into that turn. Maybe at the expense of storytelling. Yeah. Though. They've like, kind of abused the belts a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Twist to that it. Point. Twist it by going, hey, look, they've got the belts. They're not splitting up. And then, and then, yeah. It's and then like do quite it. You know, she could have been jealous within the team yeah, rather than absolutely. just done it straight away. So, absolutely. Uh, with it being NXT, it's so strange. 2.0 is a chaotic multicolored disaster zone and yet they do sort of still book they do plot yeah. things do have it's not very good a lot of the time but they do try and see things sure. through I think there probably will be a tag tournament or some new champions crowned I think there will be an attempt to make good what's happened here whereas on the main roster there's nowhere near that care and attention kind <laughs> they've of just difference. lost interest yeah. yeah it's kind of the difference the thing on the NXT 2.0 is that it, it, you know a lot of the time it's not going to be great but yeah. at least there's an endeavour there yeah. um, maybe we're jumping to conclusions on this women's tag team wrestling thing I don't know let us know what you think in the comments section below I think it's an interesting conversation particularly as this scene has never been a particularly strong priority mm. from like you said the moment the Iconics ascended yeah. and took the belts from Sasha and Bailey. now let's move on sticking with no, we're not sticking with WWE. I'm I'm all over the shop today. We're, st- what's we're sticking going with on? kind of bad booking. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Ty Conti, what's going on with her? Mm. This is this is uh, interesting. It actually comes from a Reddit thread. Um, so credit to user DamieN62 who pointed this out. Her usage rate has gone off a cliff wrestling wise yeah. uh, in recent months. So since she became since her and Sammy Guevara, their real life partnership obviously since that became a thing on air that was the 9th of march she has not registered a single match on AEW dynamite rampage dark or dark elevation she has only worked one bout for her home promotion in that period and that was at double or nothing the trios match Mm. which was Paige van zandt's debut and she was very effective in that of course but you know beyond that she's wrestled a couple of matches for AAA and one for NEW the indie promotion that was in June that was her last match she has wrestled just nine times in 2022 overall uh, her last match on AEW TV rather than dark and elevation and stuff uh, was the, the the awesome street fight yeah. her and Anna Jay versus the Bunny and Penelope Ford that was in December mm. um, now she does enjoy a steady on screen presence yeah. at, at the very least uh, alongside Sammy and they're in the Jericho Appreciation Society now of course so you know she's on camera but she's not wrestling at the moment mm. um, she was a featured challenger for Jade Cargill at Revolution but since becoming Sammy Guevara since that became a, a proper pro wrestling act rather than just a real life act Ty's usage has gone gone just it's it doesn't exist anymore no. what do you reckon of this i mean there's not been any talk of any injuries or whatever so we no. should we should clarify that but clearly a changing role yeah i think this is one of them situations where some statistics have been brought forward to make objective what was feeling quite subjective yeah. anyway um ty conti as a performer the character of ty conti has moved from wrestler competing for titles to dude's girlfriend yeah and that's kind of an ugly look in 2022 and it's something that I think is a spotlight has been shown from various corners of the internet. And we kind of talked about it here on videos and podcasts and stuff. It's a less than ideal situation when already AEW has evident problems booking its women and evident probably the parity we've just talked about a distinct lack of parity, yep. a distinct lack of relevance on the main shows outside of that one bottled segment they seem to get on Dynamite and a match they get on Rampage every week. So it's not ideal that this is happening at that same time. These things are case by case. Um, there should be more valets that just get to be valets. Not everybody has to be a wrestler. There are so many roles within pro wrestling. Nobody's asking Malcolm Bivens to 
get tights and boots on. You know, there are managers, there are valets, there are people that yeah. serve. Um, I think Lana often was forced into the ring when she was so outstanding as yeah. ringside's manager, yeah. you know. Um, unfortunately, you've just given us the, the, like the description in particular of her last television match was an awesome bloodbath. Yeah. You know, like there was evidence that Ty Conti and Anna Jay as a team, but Ty Conti, especially in that match, was developing as this force of nature as a pro yeah. wrestler. So they've taken a pro wrestler and reduced her role. Yeah. So again, these are always case by case. There are kind of nuances to all these arguments. But when you see some data backing up, kind of a nagging feeling I think a lot of us had, it's just not a great look. Especially for a young, promising wrestler who, more than anything, when someone's at that stage in their career yeah. where they show flashes of potential, but they're still putting the pieces mm-hmm. together, um, you, you, they need reps, don't they? They need they need to be working, and, and in order to improve, they need to be grinding constantly and and, and, and just match after match after match, mm-hmm. finding out who they are as a wrestler, putting bits and bobs together, becoming more fluid. Um, so it's a shame that she hasn't had that opportunity, but. Hey, maybe someone will come out later on. Maybe some will get some kind of reason. For now, from what it looks like, it just looks like crap. Booking lads, sort it out. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah. Uh, our final story of the day is Io Shirai. What's she up to? She's posting puke emojis on, on Twitter. <laughs> That's what she's doing. Um, Io has been the subject of a bunch of reporting recently. She's right. not been on TV since April. It was reported shortly after that from Fightful uh, that she was injured. Mm-hmm. Stand and Deliver was her last match. Um, Dave Meltzer reported a few weeks ago that uh, her contract's expiring in WWE. She had mm. not, at the time of covering, signed a renewal. Uh, and potentially had eyes on returning to Japan. WWE had offered an extension. She hadn't signed it yet. There was It was never at any point stated, at that stage at least, that she was definitely leaving, just that she hadn't signed a renewal. Uh, and now, yesterday actually, Dave was on Wrestling Observer Radio, stated that uh, Io effectively had one foot out the door and was pretty much gone uh, from the company, but not yet officially. Well, Io has been on, and she's tweeted, <laughs> really simply, just the word rumours with the puke emoji. So yeah. there you go. Um, she's gonna puke. Yeah, I, 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 
<laughs> we've, we've, uh, wow. <laughs> Is that how she auditioned for her role? Hey, she just repeated the hopes. classic scene. <laughs> uh, but no, Io, Io Shirai is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Uh, she's been with WWE since 2017. Uh, the selfish wrestling fan in me would like to see her do some other things. Mm. Yeah, I'm not going to be one of those guys and goes, oh, girl, she stuck with WWE or whatever if she does stick around. But I think it's just a bit more interesting. You look at her situation... She stays in NXT. She's the best wrestler on the brand. Yeah. But what is she doing in this wacky, mm-hmm. kaleidoscopic universe of mob bosses and daddy's girls and, and whatever uh, yeah. whatever um, uh, Von Wagner is these days? Uh, what is she doing in that universe? And then you look at the main roster and go, yes, she is brilliant. Um, but you know, character-wise, are they going to find the right role for her? Are they going to use her in a way that her fans are going to appreciate? I'd love to see her back in Japan, personally. Working every promotion. But that's just my take. What do you think of EO? What do you think of her situation? Great WWE run. I think she's done a tremendous job. Hmm. Um, what do you reckon? Uh, it's tricky. I, I wonder, again, it's all speculative um, from my end this. I wonder if at the moment the contract stuff is true, but she's weighing up her options maybe more than people have realised. Maybe WWE are coming through with main roster money and maybe her days on NXT are over because she has felt like... Um, kind of a square peg in a round hole on 2.0 in the sense that they try to filter out most of the NXT black yeah, and gold yeah. iconic figures. But you need a few around to help bring the developmental prospects How along. How do you develop people yeah. without them? Exactly. So she was there to do that, but they couldn't beat her because she's Io Shirai. Yeah. It would have been a complete... The gulf in credibility was so big at points that to have her lose to some of these people would have just been farcical. So she was a difficult fit on that brand, but we know that the financial difference between working on NXT and... Raw and SmackDown is enormous. Mm-hmm. So at this point, with her kind of out of time on 2.0, it'd be mad for her to not to sit down and listen to what they might have Definitely. for her on Raw and SmackDown. You know, this could be the she could be entering her money years, as mm-hmm. it were, if she be, was to become a main roster star now. Um, and who's to say what happens then? I, of course, I lean more towards your kind of quiet cynicism that it might not work out well because it just doesn't work out well yeah, for many wrestlers. Let nobody alone... is too good to be denied on the main roster. Exactly. Nobody. Not a single person. Nobody. And there's just there's always that risk that anybody takes with going on a Raw Smackdown, throwing themselves into that shark tank. Um, I'd like to see her give it a bash, truthfully. Sure. I think I'm with you long term. Mm-hmm. I think the potential for the match quality in Japan, uh, quantity, quality, range, is it's just all there. We know it is all there. And I'm not even... I don't even get my time to keep my finger on that pulse. But what Twitter could tell me and what I could then infer, I could go and see and you I see could the find gifts. it. And I could you learn, you know. But I, I, I am a little bit, I've, got, I've had a nagging curiosity for years about if Io Shirai could thrive on Raw Smackdown. The 2019 Survivor Series run where everyone was interacting gave me a, just, just a taste and I kind of still want a little bit more. I think I think your Io Shirai, Becky Lynch, I think running back Io Shirai and Bianca Belair. Um, well, all those main roster names that hold it down now, like I'd like to see them in big programs. Mm-hmm. But there isn't a fantastic legacy for Japanese wrestlers in general coming up and being booked just as credible performers. Sure. More turn into cartoons than not. There are exceptions. Of course, there are always rule-proven exceptions. Um, could EO be one? I, I want to see that question answered before yeah. she goes where probably all the good work is. I think that's a good that's a good stance to have rather than just you know immediately going, ah, I would suck immediately, which yeah. is you know I kind of my beaten down, worn out uh, <laughs> perspective sometimes. But hey, look, whatever is best for her is ultimately the decision we hope mm. she all makes. Uh, my selfish fan, like I said, would like to see her uh, working everywhere on that that wonderful Joshi scene. There's, there's so much good stuff mm. going on uh, in that scene at the moment. But if, if she wants to go and kill the main roster and just 
have this great run and, and prove everyone wrong, I'm right here for it. Uh, she's awesome. She's one of the best in the world. Yeah. Love Yoshirai. Love the puke emoji as well. <laughs> uh, today's Twitter questions. We've got quite a broad mix here. Okay. Um, the first one comes from That Matt. Uh, he's got the peanut guy as his avatar. Shout out to the, the peanut guy. Um, <laughs> this kind of furthers an office conversation that we had earlier in this week, uh, and it's relevant to tonight's Dynamite. Okay. Uh, with Wardlow versus Orange Cassidy happening on the upcoming AEW Dynamite, what is AEW looking for with this match? Wardlow is a beast, but has been clearly a face for a while. Cassidy will probably be forever a face and is going to lose, probably going to lose. What's up with this match? I think you raise an extremely valid point. Mm-hmm. Um, my concise thought is that they're playing a risky game with Wardlow's overness in particular here because while I think that the title win resonated as the huge moment it should have and got him back on course and it was really over and it got a tremendous response mm. um, the weeks before that maybe not so much and Cassidy is permanently over but hey what, what do you think? Yeah this is timely we had a disagreement yeah. about over the desks about this yeah, just yesterday. Punches were thrown. <laughs> so the <laughs> The match has the potential to be amazing. Yes. The graphic is incredible. Yes. And AEW right now is nothing else if not an awesome match graphic organisation. Tony Khan knows how to get Twitter going with those graphic drops. Yeah. Um, he does. But yeah, I, I, my first thought after going, Wah! was nerves, was a little bit of panic. I don't want to see an already cooled Wardlow not just be the start of an ascent and have it like diluted and knocked back a little mm. bit. Equally, I think Orange Cassidy is as hot as he's ever been. Mm. I think coming off the back of... Wrestling's weird. I think coming off the back of a Will Ospreay match in which he was beaten, he felt like the biggest deal yet. Mm -hmm. Entrance music changes sometimes have this weird magic effect. Transformative power. Yeah. Yeah. And that dynamite where he opened with Jane and he came out and he started the show, yes, it was all about blood and guts. But man, did he feel big time. It was kind of like a similar energy to, I got a similar vibe when that that awesome five minute opening of Dynamite with Eugene Nagata and John John Boxley. It just felt box office. Totally, totally. And I just, I don't know, I feel like the next step for Orange Cassidy should be like evocative singles program for All Out and then asking serious questions about what's your goals here? What can you do next? Yeah, what's what's the ceiling? And it looks like he's going to hit one in the form of a Powerbomb Symphony. Yeah. I want to hope, because they're both very beloved baby faces, that like a nice story spins out of this. I'm waiting for Wardlow to make friends. Yeah. They've had a big detail with Wardlow's character that because of the MJF alliance, he's got no mates. Yeah, because so he's a dick to everyone. Yeah. But now he's like... He's fighting a guy in yeah. Best Friends. What if Best Friends become his first allies as a result of some post-match shenanigans? Maybe there's something nice at the back end of this. But I do share that Matt's nerves over this yeah. it's a, it is a risk. it's a risk I think the story they're probably going to go with is the, the face of the revolution ladder match which Wardlow of course won mm-hmm. and Orange Cassidy was injured for three months in so afterwards Yeah. so I think that's probably going to form the basis of what they do here but whether or not it turns out to be a satisfying story or, or something that benefits both wrestlers which will be very challenging you will be able to find out tomorrow not only on the What Culture Pro Wrestling podcast where the Michaels and Wilborn will review it uh but also on our website, what culture mm. ups and downs for dynamite? Wardlow like and the aviators. Wardlow and the aviators doing Boom, that. doing the thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, Simon Miller will do ups and downs as yeah. well. You're gonna get like seven dudes' per, uh, thoughts <laughs> on this thing. Whether <laughs> enough people enough. for Wardlow to power bomb in there one bit. Just gotta get a cheap plug in there, haven't we? Uh, Sean Bellew asks the following. Uh, with the news that Liv Morgan is drawing huge pops at house shows and selling lots of merch, will this fast track WWE taking the belt off her or will it just be at SummerSlam as expected? Yeah, I mean, it's a very 
a cynical WWE thing to do go to to look at someone and say, "Oh, you're over. Mm-hmm. Let's punishment you." They they love that whole. Uh, what's, they they call it a challenge. They yeah. like to they like to challenge people, don't they? Where they n- deliberately knock them down mm-hmm. a peg or two before trying to raise them back up. So, what do you reckon of Liv? Uh, I I feel like a heel Ronda's going to paste her at SummerSlam, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, in direct response to that tweet, I think it's both. Yeah. I think, in their minds, the best thing they can do to capitalise on how over she is is beat her into the mud for a little while. Yeah. Daniel Bryan wins the world title and is immediately cashing on by Randy Orton and then fights and fights and fights and can't get it back. You know, there's, there is one obvious example. Becky Lynch, the man, is forced to apologise to the authority before she can get back into the WrestleMania. Like, all the just, in their minds, it's like... Uh, you got to bully them more. Yeah. People are like, you've got to see this guy. I think I think Vince McMahon believes that that's what he did to the territories. I took on those old bookers. Yeah. Like, so when he sees a baby face, I think he thinks of himself. <laughs> Even though he was this like, capitalist bookers. monster. Like, he's like, uh, I went over and got here and said, you don't believe I can do it? I'm going to crush you. Like, I'm going to buy your TV spot, yeah. Ole Anderson. I think in his <laughs> mind, it was like this sort of American dream hero's journey as he just absolutely trod on the entire territorial system. And that's what Liv Morgan's going to do on the road to WrestleMania. She's going to kill the territory. I think that's it, yeah. (laughs) No, in their mind, her getting, like, absolutely pasted, to use your words, by Ronda Rousey, makes her a favourite for the Royal Rumble. That's... Sort of it's going to be a jar of jam by the end of that match, I think. Yeah. It's going to get pulped. Uh, but yeah, which would be a shame because, like, it's something they do need to do, obviously, and we've, everyone's been saying this for years, is make younger, new stars that people latch mm. onto. That seems to be the case we live in. I hope it continues, obviously. Uh, our final question of today is a bigger picture one, yeah. uh, so it might take us a while, but who cares, baby? Uh, Jonathan Haslam has asked us, if you started your own wrestling promotion, who are the first four wrestlers, male or female, from any promotion you are contacting to sign for you? I love this. Um, I will say, when I pick mine, right, mm-hmm. I'm not going for who's going to make me the most money, who's, who's going to be the biggest draw, who's the biggest name. I'm not doing any of that. I actually pick my favourites, who I think would do a good job. Okay. Regardless of whether or not it would do 50 million viewers or five. Yeah. Dorks like me watching on YouTube or a terrible stream of some... <laughs> uh, some it's like Nico Nico Japanese streaming service that you have to sign up through Google Translate because it's so obscure and stuff. Hook me up um, when we finish this. New yeah, I'll, I'll give you my logins, brother. Uh, but what do you reckon? Who's your first pick? Let's go. Let's bounce back and forth. Who's your first pick? Okay, well, to solve her contractual disputes, I'm bringing in Io Shirai. Fair. Straight away. My rule with this was uh, favorites, fundamentals, and they've got oh, to be stars. Yes. I've got to tick all three of those boxes. I, I, mine fit the same, same category. Should have like I've, I've tried to apply a bit of function to it, so I'm going with Io Shirai. She can do. Uh, she's obviously one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. Uh, sports entertainment matters, brothers, and uh, she put a pin on her head. So Poppy, Poppy will come in. Pop, I didn't even consider the, fr- the free there. Poppy hit. Yep. She can go. Uh, Io, <laughs> Io Shirai, first one. Io Shirai, right? Okay, so I've I've gone for an ace on each level for each division, right? Okay. So. We're sticking with women's wrestling. My ace is Miu Yamashita, mm. who wrestled uh, Thunder Rosa for Tokyo Joshi Pro this weekend. It's on Dark, last night's episode of Dark. She's get, that watch. A future, get that watch. Get that watched, 100%. Uh, it's, she's going to get a future AEW Women's World title shot. I wrote a short article on the website explaining why AEW fans, she's going to be your new favourite wrestler. She's the best ace 
uh, character-wise in Japanese wrestling. She has Katsuyori Shibata vibes. She is a cold-blooded killer. She's one of the best strikers in the game. She's one of the best wrestlers in the world. She's young. She's in her 20s. She's the kind of person you build an entire company around. Who's your next one? Well, speaking of the person you build a company around, and indeed Aces, we just saw Chris Jericho's comments yesterday about how he believed that nobody knew anybody on AEW was. I disagree with that, because we yeah. all knew who John King Moxley was. The wrestler of the year, now the wrestler of the year, forever, <laughs> the wrestler of the year in all of our hearts, and the wrestler of all time. Uh, you can't have a promotion without him. He's the best in the world right now. He's the best mm -hmm. in the world most of the time. And everything Jericho was saying about himself can also be applied to John Moxley. And he's proven that over and over and over and over again. Best wrestler in the world since he left WWE over a three-year period. Since he concluded his contract but continued to work in WWE for there six months. Go. Like, there you go. John Moxley started in about February 2019. Moxley Night Yeah. Where are you, man? Oh, man. Uh, my male ace is uh, someone who I want to see become an ace. Okay. Someone who I think has the potential to hit that role someday, Ricky Starks. Ooh. Ricky Starks uh, feels like he's having a moment right mm. now. He feels like he's, uh, he's always been charismatic. He's always had a unique cadence on the microphone. He's always been a very compelling pro wrestling character. Going all the way back to his days in Extra Talented with, uh, with Aaron Solo on mm. the Indies. NWA, great. AW, great to date, but right now he feels like he's finding his voice. He feels like he's really tapping in to what's going to make him special. I think he's magnetic. I think he's electric. I love him in Powerhouse Hobbs. I'm signing Hobbs as well, obviously. <laughs> uh, but Ricky Starks is my male ace. Right. Who have you got next? This is a great segue. I'm going with Ricky Starks' good mate and a female ace in Bailey. Um, proven worker. Uh, adapts herself to all circumstances as she proved in the pandemic. Uh, just one of my favourite wrestlers, probably my favourite wrestler outright. And everybody seems to love her. Nobody ever has a bad word about no. Bailey. Every single woman that seems to come through wrestling. First shoot interview that calls Bailey an asshole is going to be something else, isn't it? <laughs> it's going to be like, well, you're lying, obviously. Cody leaned yeah. towards it in the promo for AEW. Oh, it was like he nearly yeah. turned himself heel at the worst time. I like, know, oh, I know the, 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 the pressure that put on Kylie Ray in that know, spot yeah. as well. It was like, hey, we've got a better version of Bailey. It's Whoa. like, gee whiz, Whoa. slow down. Uh, you guarantee match quality. Uh, she can do heel or baby face. She's my favourite wrestler. And yeah, like when when training is required, and as we've seen with NXT developmental, like there needs to be better training in place by yeah. mainstream performers. <laughs> she's going to be there for it. Baby we, for me. We better fast forward through these last two because we're just nerds who could yeah. pontificate on this stuff for hours. On my end. last one won't need much uh, of an explanation. It's no one I'm named that speaks for itself. Neither will mine. Uh, my last one is uh, both members of FTR, the best tag team in the world. There you go. Good shout. Yes. See, I should have thought of tag division. I kept it singles, didn't I? So what did I say at the start? What were my terms? Got to be one of my favourites. Got to have great fundamentals. Got to be a star. Do they so, like the dark now? They, they, are they, they, are they, they don't I'm like the dark. starting to like the dark because I hang out on a bridge. I did miss one cry. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So you didn't go for Gargano? I didn't go, oh, for, I didn't go for Gargano. He's coming into my second Remember draft. that feud with, with Alistair Black? I like the dark now. Yeah. That was not his finest hour. I cannot wait for the AW debut. <laughs> We're going to fight. Um, <laughs> but speaking of big stars in AW at the moment, huge ones. Satnam Singh, baby. <laughs> yes! Massive star of the future. 100 foot tall. You can go. Get on Dark and Dark <laughs> Elevation to see. Spinning Razor's Edge. Uh, and these matches are like... They're not, there's not much to them, but there's so much fun. This massive guy just jumping around with cross bodies. Maybe I was too soon in saying I've only thought about singles guy because he's carrying that tag team with Jay Lethal. Yeah. So he can fight FTR in our first uh, Forbidden Door dream there card. There you go. There you go. Why not? <laughs> who's your last man? That, or, that, or woman? That, uh, that's four. That's Is that four? four? Mm-hmm. Bailey, John Moxley, Satnam Singh. Oh, I don't know. Yoshirai. Yeah. There you go. If we're taking a fifth, I'm having uh, Sasha Banks. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> who, who wouldn't? Me too, me too. I'm, I'm probably having Gangrel as well. And the, <laughs> the Butcher and the Bleeds. Why not? Uh, Kevin Nash is commissioner. Thank you so much Richard for joining us on today's wrestling news video. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at WhatCulture WWE. That's it. We do more companies than WWE, but that's still our Twitter name. Yeah. What's going on with that? Uh, you can follow <laughs> Michael Hamlet on Twitter at Michael Hamlet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for Hall of Fame by the Script, which is his favourite song. Goodbye. Uh. <laughs>